Welcome to the Your House, My House podcast. Our goal is to create a safe space for conversation, like like talking talking to your your best friends. Friends that have your back, that are encouraging, and that challenge you to not only improve your life, but yourself. Hi, everybody. Welcome to the Your House, My House podcast. I am Madison. I'm Priscilla. And we are so happy and so excited to have you here once again for our podcast episode today. Um, uh, Man, so our last episode that got released, Priscilla and I talked about how life can be a little crazy sometimes and unexpected things can happen at any moment. And that's what happened. Like I, was it the week after that week? It was that week that we released our last podcast episode because, um, I remember it was released and everything was happening with my little foster kids situation, um, that was going on. So yeah. Um, I don't know how much I want to say just because, just because I have to be conscientious now of more people. Um, but basically, uh, the little girl that we sometimes helped watch on the weekends, um, she got granted full custody back to her parents. Um, it was super unexpected. It was not at all something... Um, that I think any of us were thinking would happen, but it did. Um, and she is still with them today. Luckily we have been able to see her, which has been super great and wonderful. Um, I thank God every day for that, but that first initial week of her going back to her biological parents, we were not sure if we would ever see her again. And it was a very hard first week. Um, but I actually have her birthday party on Saturday. Um, and I both do. And, uh, we're very fortunate. We're in the position that we are, cause we still are able to have a relationship with her and see her. In fact, I got to see her yesterday. Um, so I still get to be in her life, which I'm so thankful for. Um, Yeah. And I just think there's a lot of praying happening in every direction because I think in every aspect of the circle that involves her, I think everybody in some form needs some strength and, um, just guidance from, from God. Um, and it's at the price of her. So there's that, that has happened. Uh, but we are back tonight. Priscilla has gone through some craziness too. Priscilla, I don't know if there's anything you want to share. Um, let's see. I am in the midst of career changes. <laughs> if yeah. that makes sense. I don't know what I'm currently in the midst of. Mm-hmm. Um, but I am, I cut back some of my hours because I was working, um, in furniture sales cut back on that and I'm feeling a lot of relief around that and just like taking this next step knowing that I need to really 
be careful because the last four months I wasn't able to prioritize family or my health. Um, So my health took like a really strong hit. Um, And that's just really important to me. And relationships are really important to me. And it's not that you don't have great relationships with your coworkers, but um, family is its own level. Absolutely. Um, And so um, I'm very fortunate that I get to go back to Lane Bryant currently um, and just work there because they're going to have some flexibility around my schedules. I'll have some Saturdays off and that will be just nice to see family and stuff. Um, I'm currently taking Jordan Lee Dooley's Own It mentorship um, and just really sitting with the answers that are bubbling up about like which next direction I should go. Um, So I definitely feel not that every year isn't like a hard year or here to work on yourself. (laughs) Um, I think the ways that I'm going to be working on myself are going to be more hopefully solidified um, this year. Um, Absolutely. And I just want to say maybe because I'm like in marketing type of stuff with like videography and even this podcast um, that when people put themselves um, on an online platform or online presence, it's important to be um, true to brand Um and I think Madison and me are still like figuring out our, yeah. so to speak, on this podcast. Um, but <clears throat> my next steps will probably include branding myself more on social media. Yeah. Um, and to some extent, I feel that branding is, it's a projection and it's something that you want people to buy into. Um, and each brand has like its own story and that's curated. That's the way social media media is like Madison, you've been open and vulnerable, but like, um, yep. Instagram's effects on you mentally. Yeah. Um, and so I think about that even as like, I think about maybe becoming more of like a creator instead of a consumer on the platform. Like what am I going to be creating? Not only, um, and I'm still working on this. Um, but- I love that. I love that phrase, be more of a creator than a consumer. I think even for me, I feel like I'm still in this space of trying to figure out truly who I am Mm. and wanting to figure out ways where I properly express myself um, with the things I love and even the things that I may not love. Um, And a lot of that for me is being creative. A lot of that is creativity and just trying to figure out what specifically that looks like to me. Uh, so I, that resonated with me that you said that. Yeah. I'm sure I've stolen that from someone. Maybe it was Mary. Um, who knows? Um, but definitely I feel like that approach helps with social media, at least for me. But even in that, I want anyone to understand that it's not my full life. Um, It's not anyone's full life on social media. What they're portraying is not fully who they are, but I'm hoping to take this time because that seems to be something that I might be gearing myself towards. Mm -hmm. I want to take like these next couple months while I'm working with Lane Bryant to really be thoughtful and 
part of the reason why I'm taking own it mentorship is to like really understand like my core values and who I am as a person. Absolutely. I thought that I had that down for a very long <laughs> time. Like I was like, okay, well, this is just me. And then I think as we keep growing, we shed layers of our identity. Yes. And as I've shed layers of my identity, whether that's um, trauma or whether that was being like a horse person or living in the country. And like, as I've shed all these layers and taken on new layers and tried them on, like, I'm not sure how they fit. Like, I'm not sure how the city fits. You know, I have like a deep longing for like the country some days. Yeah. One has a deep longing for the chores that come. <laughs> 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 um, which by the way, I am looking for someone to board my horse. So if anyone knows of anyone, um, <laughs> but she's, she's green broke. So she's not, she's for an experienced person who has time to like, mess around with the, but anyway, um, as we shed these layers, like I've been left like with all the pieces of like myself and like maybe if I'm trying to like paint a picture, I'm not sure that this is, this is accurate. It's like, I've gone through all the clothes in my closet and mm-hmm. I'm standing there in my underwear. Like mm-hmm. what the heck? what next none of this is working You're the same way right now I feel I feel the same way my friend I feel <laughs> the same way yeah so um and it's like well I can't go shopping in my underwear so I gotta put something on and like yeah. figure it out from there and so like that's kind of where I feel like I am right now, which is this concept of, I really need to like, cause I'm talking about layers as in like close, but really I'm talking about it as like a spiritual or in like your, soul thing in yourself. Right. Right. Like understanding who you are. Um, some of that hasn't changed. Like my faith hasn't changed. I haven't questioned that, but like, um, there pretty much everything else in my life is questionable. Do you ever feel this? I feel like I feel this so much. And for some reason, I don't know why I feel it so deeply right now, maybe because I'm going through so many big life changes and I'm getting married and I don't want to, I really, I think I really want to just find who I am and be that person at full force. Um, and just, take the things that truly make me who I am and like totally use, utilize them to the full extent in my life. Like, I don't know if that's making any sense, but like, I think about, girl, that's beautiful. That's exactly. exactly. I, I think about like, we'll use my love for history or historical fiction. For example, like I feel like within my twenties, I have found this deep love of history not just in the form of, you know, a country's history or whatever, but history of where I came from as a person, where my ancestors originated. I feel like within the last year, especially, I have been on this deep journey of research and, you know, figuring out like where I came from, as well as my love of historical fiction, which Priscilla and I both know very deeply, but I feel like that trait about myself, 
I want to like utilize that trait to its full potential. Like I want, I want to read more historical fiction books. Like I would rather when I get home at night, maybe read, you know, a historical fiction book or maybe do research on my ancestry than, you know, scroll on Facebook. Does that make sense? Yeah. Really diving deep into those traits and qualities with myself. And I feel like, I don't know if it's because I'm in this, you know, strange transition period and life kind of just keeps knocking me in the face. Um, but sometimes I think I get distracted by that. I think sometimes, I don't know. I don't know if I'm making any sense or if I'm well, like, there's really like off. three good things in what you said. And I'm probably going to lose two of them based on which <laughs> what I choose to focus on right now. Um, but um, I would say, yes, first of all, I'd like to acknowledge the point you made in terms of like scrolling on Facebook versus like doing a deep dive into something, whether that's yeah. reading. Maybe, um, maybe what I'm trying to say is like do things that are maybe more meaningful and more beneficial to my own self and personal benefit than something else if that makes sense like reading yeah. a historical fiction book reading something I find true interest in compared to just scrolling on my phone at nighttime like I think trying to swap those things out for um things that I truly enjoy enjoy more I think that can be so hard but I 100% know what you're saying because like yes. this like mentorship thing has forced me to do something else in the evenings other than watching TV or scrolling my social media. <laughs> and I want you to right. know, all know I am a master at both. I have one eye I'm, on me TV, too. one eye on my phone. And um, I think that's what I, I think that's the thing. I think I don't want to be that way. I think, no. and I am that way. That's the problem. I am. That's, that's what I do. I want to be more into meaningful things in life. I want to be more into work you know written written pieces of work or art or I don't know it I don't know I think it could even be a movie but like if we're fully present <laughs> well I mean even shows I think if you find a truly fantastic show which Priscilla and I know all about this because we may mention this in this uh podcast tonight um I think there's a lot of meaningful things to take away with that I think because of the shows that I've watched, I've truly changed as a person um, because of my interest in that. Like, I never would have thought I would have been a historical fiction person, but I very, very, very much am. Um, so, yeah. So that was one good point that I thought you had made. And then, um, oh, gosh, I knew this was going to happen. <laughs> there was another point that you had made um in the realm of it okay so like history like family history and then you also had said <clears throat> about the season of life that you're in and I think that the season of life matters and is part of probably what it is I don't even feel like I should qualify as a young adult anymore I feel like I'm in my mid-20s I should have this figured out <laughs> but I think that's a huge part of it too I think we have this expectation this is a big fear of mine that, oh my gosh, and this sounds so silly when I say it aloud, but it's a big fear. Oh my gosh, I'm 23. Um, my life is, is, is dwindling away and I'm doing nothing that I've ever dreamed of wanting to do. 
And I think we have this fear as not even just maybe people in the twenties, but as women, that the more life passes us by that we feel less and less of a person. Um, that's a big, that's a big thing for me. I, you know, I know, I know. know, if you look at 20, if you look at a 23 year old male, people will be like, oh my gosh, you know, this person has so much life left to live. But as a 23 year old female, I think I'm thinking like, oh my gosh, my prime years are passing me right by and I'm doing nothing that I wanted to do. Mm. I have no goal. I have achieved nothing that I've wanted to achieve in my twenties that I always said I would, and it's passing me by. And I feel like that carries so much of my worth as a person. Um, and I think just getting that idea out of my head that it's, it doesn't, I think your twenties are such a huge period of growth for a person. Um, whereas I think women see it differently. I think women see it as it's something that mm. you know, causes, causes them to feel worthless in some form because their, their prime years are passing them by and they've done nothing to be the person they wanted to be. Preach, preach, preach. I mean, you have hit the nail on the head in terms of like those feelings, like, and the reason why I was making such like, no one else can see this, but the reason why I was making such like angsty faces (laughs) is because everything you just said is part of the reason why I left furniture sales. Yeah, right. Because because I am feeling this and like, this is weird to say because like I got married at 23, you're getting married at 23. And like, so it's been three years later for me. It's kind of almost delayed and you're having it right now. Um, But it's like that biological clock ticking. Yes. And it's telling me, and it's not even like something physical. I mean, it might be, there might be like a genetic component to it. But mostly it's me knowing that like, okay, I have set amount of years to have a child. Like, right. It's late forties, late forties at best. I have like a 15 year window. Mm-hmm. Um, and wait, that's not right. I guess I have a 20. No, maybe I have a 25 year window. Maybe like a 24 year window. Like that sounds better, but like, it's going to be harder and harder to have kids. Like there's a f- ideal, like prime probably no that's wrong I can't math today (laughs) no because in five years I'd be 30 and then in 10 years I'd be 40 so I have 15 years to get this done and men can have children much later yeah 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 I don't know why that's that way but I have 15 years it's it's I read a perfect article or I don't even know if it was article. I don't know where I found it. Maybe it was on a video. Basically it was this girl who was in her twenties and I never resonated with anything more in my life than I did with what she said. She said birthdays for her are so hard every year because instead of being excited for a new year of growth, she mourns the year she lost of her not still 
achieving things. By the way, sorry if you hear squeaking, my dog. <laughs> my dog can't help herself and has found another squeaky ball. No oh, verbose. We'll live. Um, but that is how I have felt every single birthday in my 20s so far. Mm. Every single birthday of my 20s, I have cried every single night, every single time because I have this realization of, oh my gosh, it's another year past. I still am not where I want to be as a person. I still am not where I want to be in a career. I still not maybe where I want to be, um, you know, as a weight, whatever it is. And I then think of all these lost things I missed out on and it breaks my heart every single year. And every single birthday in my twenties, I've cried because I feel like I'm just not where I thought I wanted to be at 20. Mm. And that sounds so silly because I'm young yet and I'm 23, but in my head, Nova, hold on one second. (laughs) Sorry about that. We uh, took the ball away. Yeah. This (laughs) is cute. Yeah. (laughs) Um, But yeah, I I, I think I really struggle with that. And I think it's different for men. I think every single woman at some point in their life hits a point where they're like, Oh my gosh, Mm -hmm. I've done nothing that I've wanted to. I'm stuck in this weird rut. Um, time is passing me by and I haven't achieved any of my dreams and goals. And I think that's one of my biggest fears as a person is that I'm going to get to the end of my life. And I'm going to say, Oh my gosh, I didn't do anything I wanted to do or I never did it or it passed me by or you know, I don't know. I know. And I mean, I will say that on my birthday, I don't have those days that you're describing. They happen to me. <clears throat> I hate to say it, maybe weekly. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it happens to me. I promise. I promise it does. But I will say on my birthday, I don't experience that. Like, I would say I experienced a day kind of like that this week um, where I'm just because I'm so like achievement focused, it can feel like, what am I doing with my life? I've accomplished nothing, nothing, but I really try. Maybe it's just my like Leo season energy. Mm -hmm. I really try and I'm not like super into astrology, but I just Mm -hmm. I've embraced Mm -hmm. Leo season I it just feels like it's right for me like I plan to go into this year celebrating like leading up to my birthday I agree um that's energy that I'm holding for it but like for my birthday I specifically try to think and sometimes that's with an Instagram poster like in the most recent years but I specifically try to think about all the things that I did accomplish um maybe it's not what I thought it would look like but I try to see the growth in the past year. It's usually not in ways I expected to grow. I'm going to be honest. Like yeah. this 24 into 25, I was celebrating when I turned 25, I def or 20, 25 and 26 definitely did not think on my 26th birthday, I would be celebrating that I got my period back. <laughs> Right. I mean, for real. For real. There are things that one plants. Exactly. Right. You never would have thought that. That's not something, you know, 10 years ago, you would have thought on your 26th birthday. That's what you'd be celebrating. Yeah. 
<laughs> and I do want to say almost in like a sense of hope and a way that I try to keep myself grounded is I look at women in their fifties and sixties and there's really, you do have like two types of women. I mean, there's more than two types of people. This is generalizing <laughs> disclaimer, <laughs> but um, I will see women angry and embittered about like letting life pass them by yeah. stuck in ruts. Um, I've seen those women. I've been in customer facing roles. Those women are pretty mean customers. Yeah. They're bitter about everything in life. Um, and they're taking it out on, on, on others around them. Yeah. And I've seen women who have, I think for me, both of these next, I guess I'm giving you three types of women, um, but both of the next two, I would aspire to be. I see women who are surrounded by loving family um, and have really worked hard on themselves and their relationships and they're they're very grounded. They have a core sense of value and like what's important to them and they made their choices and they're happy with them. Absolutely. And then I see women like I would be perfectly happy to be that woman. But then I see women who maybe didn't get that. They made their choices and their choices didn't turn out. Maybe they went through a divorce. Um, maybe they had something tragic happen. Um, but often these are the women that are living life to the fullest. Yeah. And not to say that that's not true for women who have chosen family and stuff, because I think that's true. It's just done in a maybe a quieter way. Absolutely. Like, I see women that are just like, they're living their best lives. And they'll say it, that these are the best years of their life. Then you're like, you're 50 or 60. Dang. Like, these are the best years of yes. your life. Yeah. Um, what, and that's whether they've had kids or not. Absolutely. I, um, but I do think there's something to be said that we have to choose if we want kids in these next couple of years years what that's going to look like and even after we're done like birthing these children and cleaning up spit and changing diapers <laughs> after we're done with all of that we're still going to have like all their activities to go to exactly exactly but at least we i think the scariest part of my life is coming up in like these next 10 years where I figure out how many children I'm having, um, how I'm going to feed and provide for these children, if I'm going to raise them to be decent human beings. 100%. Like, these are the really real fears of, like, bringing humans into the world. And then that's just being oh, yeah. human near and dear to our hearts, not even looking at things on, like, a global scale and like oh my gosh this world well, I think, and, I think, and, I, and I think that's a huge tie to right now I think we're living in such I don't know if abnormal is the correct term but I think of everything happening over in Ukraine right now which is truly affecting me to the core it's absolutely breaking my heart in half when I think of what's happening over there um 
And I think of the people just like me who thought they were living a normal life in 2022. Um, and now their life is ceased by war. And it terrifies me mm-hmm. to think that if this is happening in the modern age of 2022, what's going to happen to my children? What experiences are my children going to have to live through that they think is normal and okay? And it's scary. It's scary to think that way. Mm-hmm. You know, I just, I don't think any, anyone really truly over in Ukraine 10 years ago or in their twenties, let's use that example. I don't think women over in their twenties in Ukraine would have thought like, Oh, when I'm raising my children, they're going to be facing this horrific life altering event, mm-hmm. um, which seems maybe to them, like it's just a, not a normal thing, but it's going to be something that these children are going to be like, Oh yeah, you know, we had a war. (laughs) Yeah. It just, it's scary. It's, and I have those same fears as you do. Yeah. And those are the children that live. And I mean, not to be insensitive to Ukrainians or people in the middle East, um, like where things are unstable, but I think what's because what I'm trying to say is that no matter the country, the loss of innocent lives yes. is awful. Horrible. Uh, and Ukraine, I think, touches us because it's what we consider our first world country in a way where we think this happens to other people. This doesn't happen to us. Mm-hmm. Like, that's my feeling on it. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Like, it, get, it creates like a lurch in one's stomach when I know that... Yeah. The same thing that's happening to Ukrainians is happening to a bunch of families in the Middle East. Families in, in the Yes, yes. And um, I, I don't want to say that I don't lose sleep, but I don't um, over um, people in the Middle East or like right now, for at least the initial few days, like I did lose sleep over Ukraine. Um but like that, I mean, it's still playing out. We have no idea what the world is going to do, but it, it's just, I think it's sad and we're grieving that there's an abuse of power from mm-hmm. any country. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. We're like, we're not able to control it, you know? If we Absolutely. Stop, we would, but um, I don't know what I'm like. What I'm totally trying to say, I guess I'm just saying that like it's horrible what's happening in Ukraine. It's horrible what's happening all over the world. It's everywhere. It's horrible. Yeah, it's <sighs> yeah. So, and I just like I really pray that. It never has to come here in my um, lifetime yeah. or my children's lifetimes. I wish mm-hmm. for like forever and ever it could never happen to my grandchildren or nothing, you know. I agree. You know, in like in another sense with in terms of history, like you mentioned like being curious about like your own personal history. I really curious about that. And um, I will say, actually, today, ironically, as we're talking about this conversation, 
I sent in my ancestry DNA test. You did? did. You have to have an episode about that. I find out my results, they said, in six to eight weeks. Um, And I was actually reading up on it. It connects you with people. Like, it'll ping me to people that I may have never met my lifetime overseas. Um, And it'll tell me how much of each, like, how much percent of each thing I am. Um, Which I find to be fascinating because I feel like, I don't know if it's the Outlander or, you know, the historical fiction that has got me really truly (laughs) thinking about (laughs) my history. But I feel like a big part of my identity is figuring out where I came from and who I am and what specifically I am as a person. I think that's a huge part of me. And these historical fiction shows and books are definitely a great big cause of why I'm so interested in that. But truthfully, I want to know who I am. Like, yes, I'm, I'm, I'm Madison. I'm from Wisconsin. Um, but truly, who am I? Mm-hmm. Where do I truly come from? Where is my genetics so heavily originated? Yes, you can say I'm German, Belgian, Czech. Which from what I know of, those are the three that I am. But what more, like, what specifically, what are things out there in my history that I have no idea about that are super fascinating? These are all the questions I have in my head. Um, and who else out there is carrying the same genetics as me and are just walking freely around the earth? Like, so yeah, I'm super excited about it. Uh, I will for sure keep, we'll have to do like an ancestry episode here. Priscilla, you should actually get one. We should both talk about it. So I need to talk about like my reasonings on wanting to get an ancestry DNA test. And I need to talk about, um, yeah, just like all of it. Also, I need to ask a question. How long did it take for your DNA test to get to you? Um, well, my mom got it for me and my sister for Christmas and I kind of was, um, slow moving in the process and I just didn't start it till I guess this week okay I was just um, curious like how I don't think very long okay. I don't think she got because it. I want to now that you did it I kind of want to do it and I kind of want us to have like a whole yeah episodes where we both like do it and like compare yeah. and talk about yeah. it I think that's yeah. so much fun I'm just excited about that and maybe I can like move my butt and get one so we can like be in comparison yeah like, yeah Absolutely. Um, I have, uh, you know, I've been seeing Tiffany Howard. We had her on the podcast, um, yep. had a wonderful episode, um, a little bit, um, our technology glitches. <laughs> I don't know if my internet is slow or what, but it was still a great episode with her. Um, but so I've been seeing her and in this last, we're going to start doing some like intense dives on emotions. Mm-hmm think some of them are holding them back holding me back yeah this journey um and we did this um we decided to like dig into some emotions and i i don't even know how we got there so i think originally we were going to be focusing on career but then my mother came up which if you've yeah you know, yeah. and if anyone has yeah. listened to like all my podcast episodes, there's some serious baggage there. Um, and so I 
I was like, okay, let's do this. And she's like, Priscilla, your mo- like my mother is coming up and this is like, she's like, ultimately we ended up saying this is some more work that I'm going to have to do on forgiveness. And I'm like, damn it. I've forgiven <laughs> this woman. No. <laughs> I'm like, I really don't have any more forgiveness in me. I'm like, I really don't. And I really, yeah, I really don't. I really don't want to hear about it. <laughs> you really know, don't. I think sir, forgiveness has multiple layers to it. And like, I've forgiven her in the sense that I wish her no ill will, but she'll never be allowed back into my life. Um, yeah. But I'm not sure like what else I need to forgive. I can't remember the exact emotions that I was feeling at the time. Um, but then we did some digging um, and she also asked like if they're like the emotion is tied to like specific generations. Like it, it starts out with, is this Priscilla's emotion? And then if a yes, it's Priscilla's emotion. Is this a now emotion? Yep. And so there were quite a few now emotions, which shocker because I'm going through all this career change, but then there was an emotion of crying, which wasn't mine. And she said it went back to my mom or my dad. So the emotion was just like crying. Crying. So that was a little bit um, rough. So like that was something that um, we worked on. So how does she originate where the emotion comes from? That I'm a little sketch on. um, Not going to lie. Um, but I know that I definitely feel the emotions in like my body. Yeah. Um, so I'll have to ask her. I know there's a book called the emotion code or something. Um, but then basically, um, she kind of uses her fingers almost like to count. And then, so one of them, one of the emotions went, um, I think it was bitterness went bitterness was one of them and I thought well this is probably mine this is I mean yeah one of them was I think the other one was cynical and I'm like yeah I'm a very cynical person I think that one might have been mine but bitterness was one of them and bitterness was one that was generational and she went it was either 29 or 34 so there was two emotions that were ancestral one was 29 years and one was 34 years or not 34 years, 34 generations, 29 generations. I'm like, I I can't wrap my head that far around. I'm like, we're basically going back to Adam and Eve. So like, I mean, I don't even know that we'd be able to trace. Like um, I know quite a bit of my ancestry line, like just from what family has done. I'm like, 34 or 29 that's a lot of people back that's a lot yeah so um and I do believe in generational trauma and like carrying things and if like you know my family line has been carrying something from for 34 generations that would be pretty insane um so I don't know that ancestry, ancestry DNA could tell me 34 generations back. Um, 
that I kind of want to know. Right. Like, what is this? The dark what, ages? What What's going on? <laughs> Do tell. <laughs> Do tell. <laughs> like, so um, that just made me a little bit curious. Um, oh, hundred percent. Yeah. Yeah. So I would love to do some digging. More digging. I think we need to, I'm going to wait to share. I'll tell you what my results are. Okay. Um, but I think uh, we should do a podcast. Maybe we could even turn it into a series somehow, but maybe we should do a podcast episode on, you know, the ancestry DNA test journey. Yeah. I think it would be fun to do. And, and um, what that looks like for us. Yeah, I think it'd be really fun to do like maybe like on different topics. Yeah. Like, or maybe if we were going to do it like as a series, maybe we could break down our one side of our parents, um, one side of the other. Um, have you Absolutely. gone, have you gone on Ancestry's website at all? I actually, um, back in, it'll almost be a year ago. Okay. Oh, is this your, is this your like tree? This is my tree. So, um, I have other family that's on there. So, but I don't think it works really well without having, um, the test. Yeah. Like it's not automatically going to pull. Like, so you can see that I created like a little. Okay. Okay. It's going to give me five leaves or whatever yeah um so this is this is um okay that's interesting it has my grandma as my grandpa's um (laughs) (laughs) so not true um so like I think like once you have um well this yeah so that is my um, grandpa. So it's just pulling from like an obituary of like my great grandpa. Actually, this one shown here, Archie. Um, Archie? Yeah. Um, look at his date of death, August 5th, 1995. This was a day before I was born. Oh my gosh. Yeah, he was really excited to meet me. But and was this an uncle? No, this is my great grandpa on my paternal side. Oh so. my gosh. Yeah. This is so what yeah, we need to for sure do a series on this. I think this is so fascinating and amazing. Yeah, so I mean this is a little bit um a little bit interesting, but it's not yeah, I'm not super clear on any yeah. of that. So, yeah. For sure. So, anyway. Well, yeah. I think we, it's funny because this is not at all the, <laughs> the topic. So I don't think we're going to talk much tonight, but I love where this went. This is where um, it went. So we were going to talk about historical fiction and we just ended up down uh, this rabbit hole almost. Yeah. I love it though. This was such a great conversation. Um, but yeah, we will definitely continue it. 
Um, and I think truthfully, the historical fiction and all of our um, history motivations can tie into this somehow. So, mm-hmm. yeah, um, I would love if maybe our next podcast, we talked about that. I think. That yeah, yeah, for sure. Talk about all of that. Yeah, absolutely. Well, everyone, if you have made it this far, we so appreciate it. We've, again, apologized for maybe being a little inconsistent. Um, life just has a crazy way of working out. And in some way, I pray God kind of gives me a break. Although these next few weeks are going to be probably the most crucial big weeks of my life as I'm getting married in 50 some so days. Excited. So excited. Cannot believe possible cannot believe it's coming um I got my invite by the way did you I was gonna ask you do you like it I do good okay okay good um so yeah but um yeah we just appreciate all of you and very excited to see you know where this goes so all right thank you everyone for listening did this resonate with you subscribe to our podcast today Talk talk soon
So your host next week? Heck yeah. Can't wait.